Hey everyone, it's Trang here, and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today, I have Larry Liddell with me, and Larry was born right here in Arlington, Texas. He's traveled the world performing for years, but is now looking to make an impact on his town. So in his words, his goal is simple, to spread positivity, love, and encouragement through song. God is real and miracles still do happen. Everyone, please welcome singer, songwriter, guitarist, and producer, Larry Liddell. Hey. Thanks so much, Larry, for coming out um, this evening on the show. How's 2022 been treating you so far? 2022 has been very busy. Did I write that stuff about myself? Mm-hmm. The producer? Okay. Yep. Gotta remember writing that. I do do a lot. Of, sometimes I think everybody forgets how much they actually do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 2022 has been busy. Just been um, having gigs every week and trying to find time to record. I'm always writing, but mm-hmm. I try to find time to record and do backroom things. Everybody has backroom things to do, marketing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. all that stuff, especially if you're independent, you're your own. You're your own everything. Yeah, exactly. And so. I feel like that's what a lot of artists, um, you know, realize is when when you start kind of putting your your art out there, like you gotta you gotta wear all the hats that come with that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what um, twenty two has been about for you so far. Yes, I think really I think the past two years because you know the pandemic hit in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and believe it or not, that ended up being. My busiest year wow. to date to okay. that time, wow. which I was shocked. And well, that's so awesome. It was it was a it was a blessing. It's basically like they a lot of venues cut the pay down or even in half, mm-hmm. and their normals just said I'm not doing that. And mm-hmm. so, and I, it was at the time I was looking for more gigs anyway. Okay. And so they're like, Hey, you want to play here? Want to play there? I said, Yeah, man, I play everywhere. So. I'm more busy this year, but 2020 was crazy busy. Okay. And then um, the same places just called me back in 2021. Nice. And 2022, the same places called back, and then more places called. So um, it's just been crazy stuff. You know, you do it long enough mm-hmm. with anything, stuff just starts falling in your lap. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that sounds awesome. You know, you've definitely been making an impact, you know, with your name out here in Arlington. So I'm really glad to hear that. Have I? Yeah. What have you been here? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been seeing your name everywhere. But let's go ahead and get started and, um, you know, learn about some of the, the background of your artistry. How did it all begin? Mm, so my parents met at UTA. Mm-hmm. Okay. You talking about me being born or my music? I mean, your music. <laughs> <laughs> so, ooh. Well, there's there's like multiple parts. So, me doing the solo thing started maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I've always been a singer because uh, I grew up in a church, right? And then my grandmother had eight siblings. Mm. She was one of nine. And I knew one of them died early, so I never met them, but I knew all of them. And we have family reunions in, in the country, right? And mm-hmm. then that Sunday, there'd be church, and then they all sit on the same row, and they would sing songs together, and they would harmonize. And as a kid, you're like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I don't know what completely what's happening, but mm-hmm. I think I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's where the singing stuff started. Um, 
the love for music, I guess. But I was still too scared to sing outside of kids' choir or things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, guitar came way later, like high school. I didn't get my first guitar till senior year of high school. Okay. And I still didn't know what I was doing, so I was reading tabs and reading books. And I still didn't know what I was doing, so mm -hmm. I took a guitar class. And the guy's like, hey, this is how you string your guitar. This is how you tune it. I was like, oh, yeah. I've had a detuned guitar for the last oh eight months. Like, yeah. the last eight months. I didn't know what I was doing, so he did that. And um, he, like, music books now, they have maybe music basics at the beginning, but it's mostly tabs. Mm. I guess that's how people learn faster. So that's what that class did. Okay. Uh, he did the basics of music and then tabs after that. And then that opened up me learning songs I liked and then just playing out in public, messing up, mm -hmm. being being horrible for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what people are scared to do. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, sometimes young artists ask me, hey, how do you get over being nervous singing in front of people? And I said, by singing in front of people. Right, And they're right. like, there's no other. I'm like, no. Yeah. You there's just gotta no, put yourself out there. You just gotta throw it yourself in the ring. <laughs> exactly. There's no shortcut around right. it. So, um, long story short, after college, which I, I felt I had to finish, my parents didn't finish. Mm. And so, that was a goal of mine. They sacrificed so we could even go. So, mm -hmm. the least I could do is finish. Right. So, I finished, um, figured out I really wanted to do music. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of a recession in a bunch of different markets. So, I went to IT, didn't get hired anywhere. Mm. And end up auditioning for a music group, which I thought was a trick because it was Craigslist. Mm. You know, Craigslist was very shady for mm -hmm. a while. It yeah. probably still is. And they they're like, "Hey, we're looking for guitarists, and there's no pictures. They didn't say the name of the group, and it just looked shady." But mm -hmm. I had been looking for stuff at the time, mm -hmm. and so we went back and forth. They set up an audition. I joined a group, and I did that for about five years. Okay. Um, had some health issues, mm -hmm. which I think we'll get into that later. Um, got off the road, and um, after my health got better, starts this, what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Calling venues, emailing places, mm -hmm. and just being terrible again at something different, which is negotiating. Oh, interesting. Uh, calling, getting the guts to be like, hey... So check this out. My first gig, and I don't, I don't think it's in there. Um, there's a place called Tootsie's Pizza. I don't think they're open anymore. And they're like, hey, we look at. I don't. Uh, it was. I did an open mic there once, and it was uh, a guy named Judiana. You remember him? Mm-mm. Well, he actually he's passed on now because he he contracted COVID last year. Oh wow. Okay. I and, may have. Um, I I think I know some people that knew him. Yeah, but he. Um, Three places I played now is because of him. Because he said, mm -hmm. hey, can you fill in for me? I filled in for him, and mm -hmm. they kept me on. Nice. That's the, awesome. Yeah, it's, it was a blessing. But the first place I did, same exact thing. I did open mic there. And like, come back. And um, I really didn't come back because some other stuff was going on. And then he called me up and said, hey, um, they want to start hiring people for more shows. So I called I call them, and they said, uh, yeah, we're doing Before Christmas. I want you to come out. And it's, it was a three-hour block, so I figured it was going to be more artists. Mm -hmm. 
I said, okay, you know what time I go in, how long is my set? And they're like, oh, it's just you mm. for three hours. Wow. I was like, oh, my God, I only mm-hmm. have 45 minutes worth of music. Uh-huh. Wow. And they're like, we're going to pay you this much. And mm-hmm. I was like, um, yeah, I'll do it. So you had to learn some oh, music. Oh, God. I, uh, I, I learned, like, 40, 50 songs wow. in, like, a three-month span. It was, it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. Wow. So you've been... So- Okay, just to kind of recap, um, you started music um, really with church in the choir, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then when you were 16 years old was when you, um, I guess, got on guitar. Is that right? Yes, roughly. Okay, yeah. nice. And then you kind of just started putting yourself out there, going, um, doing shows, and now you've been booking all around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you share with us a moment you remember, um, you know, that really just struck you where you were like, this is exactly what I was meant to do with music? Mm. That's a loaded question. Because I think even with anybody, there's sometimes there's one pivotal moment, sometimes there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So with me, I don't think there was... I'll name a few. I know that... So, 2014, basically, uh, I ran into some heart issues. Mm. And... Uh, I had chest pains for for some months, and finally they got so bad where I was like, okay, something's really, really wrong. Um, we need to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my girlfriend at the time went to the hospital, and they said, we don't know what's wrong with you. They took some blood work, and they said, we don't know what's wrong with you, but you can't leave. Wow. You can't go home. We have to figure out what's wrong with you. You have to stay overnight. They knew I was going to stay longer, but they mm-hmm. said at least overnight. Wow. I ended up staying in the hospital for a week. Wow. And they ran tests every day. Um, went in on a Sunday. Uh, long story short, on that that following Saturday, I collapsed in my hospital room. Oh, my goodness. And I was unconscious and had no pulse and I wasn't breathing. Wow. And so... Um, they did CPR on me two or three different times, and mm. it didn't work. Wow. And then they had to get to the defibrillators. Mm. And shocked me awake, pretty much. They said I opened my eyes, and I looked at them, but I don't remember that, okay. actually. Wow. I just remember waking up in the ICU mm. and um, tied to a bed. Wow. <laughs> and so they were like, hey, we got to put this defibrillator and pacemaker in you. Oh, my gosh. So, so you have a pacemaker in you right now? Yes. Wow. It's a it's a combination pacemaker and a fibrillator. Mm-hmm. So if my heart gets out of whack, the pacemaker kicks in. Okay, gotcha. If the pacemaker doesn't work, the defibrillator shocks my heart. Mm-hmm. Basically restarts my, mm-hmm. my heartbeat. Wow. Um, That's pretty intense. And so the recovery for that was... The next year was pretty brutal. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in and out of the hospital for uh, a year after the surgery. So long story short, during that whole time, I was like, man, I don't know when I'll be able to perform or, or be on stage. Or um, I was playing a lot. I was really heavy in sports at the time, too. I was on the rugby team. They said, you're, you're never playing rugby again. That's mm-hmm. over. And I've been doing that for a long time, mm-hmm. so um, lost my job, I lost my apartment, mm-hmm. 
My truck got stolen actually oh my gosh. three weeks before all of this happened. Wow. And so, like, everything got reset. My yeah. whole life got started over. Mm-hmm. And so, I made a promise to myself before all that happened that if I was broke, homeless, or whatever, that I would never sell my guitars. Mm, wow. Or if, if I had five guitars, it was that, that, the acoustic I play now, actually. I said, I'll, I'll never sell this guitar. Wow. I just made made that promise. Mm-hmm. And so, during that whole time, I'm like, okay, how am I going to get back? And um, when I finally recovered and decided to kind of do on this route, my writing changed. Mm, okay. And so, I also made another promise that anything I wrote would be positive. It would be encouraging. Or it would at least make the audience member think about their situation, whether mm-hmm. it's depression, suicide, wow. anxiety, joy. Yeah. Um. No cursing, no vulgarity, no. Mm. None of that was gonna be. That, that's not really a part of my nature anyway. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to write that way, and it just didn't work. Gotcha. So. Um. It was that. I guess. Yeah. yeah I guess wow. I, I figured it out. Yeah. It was a. It was a de- that. That death experience was like, okay, yeah, I got to change. your death experience. Wow. And so that's when you were like, like you were going through a lot of horrible things at that time. And really the music was, was the one thing that kept you going pretty much. Among other things. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, and then, and you never sold your guitars. No. And, um, another important thing I do, it just hit me right now that, um, you know, when I was on the road with the other group, I missed a lot of stuff with my family, and mm-hmm. I was gone a lot. And so, um, when you're—I had a roommate who's my brother, but in certain aspects of my life, I was still—I still felt isolated. Where I'm in this group that's not mine. I was hired on to kind of replace somebody. Mm-hmm. I have all these ideas that I put forth that don't get implemented. Or if it does get implemented, somebody else gets the credit for it. Mm. It Stuff like that. And so when you're going through things on your own, there are other basic things you tend to forget. Like, um, all this stuff happened to me, right? And I spent more time with my parents than I had spent with them in the the previous five years. Mm. And then um, just me being at the hospital, everything happening. Even though my family, I wouldn't talk to them as much as I should have. They just showed up. Mm, wow. They just buckled down and showed up. And then one time, um, I've never talked about this. One time my mom was like, hey, you didn't know that we loved you this much? And I said, no. Oh. She starts crying. And I was like, okay, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. I won't work on the holidays. Um, now, if it's some... If they're gonna pay me a million dollars to do a concert on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, yeah. then we'll just kind of reschedule Christmas, yeah, and still have it. But um, I end up having a, a job with T-Mobile, and they're like, "Hey, we're open on Thanksgiving." I said, "Hey, I won't be there. Mm. I gotta go," because that was uh, right after all this stuff happened. It was my mm-hmm. first job after all this stuff happened. And they're like, "Hey, we're open on Thanksgiving." I said, "You won't see me. I'm not gonna be there." What's well, gonna be double points? For being absent, and you're going to be reprimanded. Mm. I said, do what you got to do. I'm not yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. And Christmas as well, and they kind of just stopped scheduling me on gotcha. holidays. Yeah, so you're um, pri- uh, prioritizing family and being with with your loved ones. 
yes. overworked. Yes. Yeah. I think right now with um, capitalism, you know, we, we always do kind of forget the more important things and we, we do feel like we have to, you know, kind of work or prioritize, um, you know, those holidays, working those holidays over the more important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's really nice. And, and that was, you know, with your family coming to see you at the hospital, you just kind of realized that they were, they're more important to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, they were always supportive of everything I've ever done. Just like I was telling you, you know, you get into situations where you're isolated from people that give you strength and also isolated from basic nourishing thoughts that you've you've known to be there, you've, you've learned, you've grown up with, you've seen it work wonders in your life, but you're in a situation where it's you travel a lot or you're in a crazy relationship or you suffer from an addiction or you're just going through some stuff and you just you ever heard that term you're so close you you, you can't see everything mm-hmm. the forest with the trees kind of deal mm-hmm. um and so me me dying was a step back which right. it shouldn't take that yeah it shouldn't take something that drastic for right. you to be like, oh this is what's important mm-hmm. it should be something less traumatic yeah. Yeah, but sometimes people just need, I guess, that, that low point in their life, you know, mm-hmm. very traumatic to, to realize what is more important. And so that was in 2014, you said? Yes. Wow. Wow. What, um, I want to talk about, um, I guess, some more memorable moments. What was the most memorable show that you've ever played? <sighs> most memorable show? Mm-hmm. That is well. I will say this: I play, I play a grease monkey quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So here's one. Um, I was slated to play at the House of Blues restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like the second time I was gonna play there. And I'm freaking out <laughs> that I'm playing there at all. And it was that I think that show was on a Wednesday night, and there's supposed to be a concert. And usually. People who are going to the concert, they eat in the restaurant and they see the person playing and mm-hmm. like that's nice and they yeah. go they go to the big show. Well that morning, Greg Abbott was like, We're shutting it down again. Oh and I was wow. like, Oh no, why today? Mm-hmm. Today of all days, why? Mm-hmm. He said, I made a mistake. We're going back to twenty percent or whatever number he made up. Mm-hmm. And so I go to house the 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 show's still on. So I go to House of Blues. And like six people show up. Mm. I'm like, man, this is bad. Okay. But I had Grease Monkey in Arlington mm-hmm. uh, that Friday. So I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. I go to Grease Monkey and it's packed. Oh, okay. It's full. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? It was it was that time where it's like, if you're going to walk around, have your mask on. Mm-hmm. But if you're at the table or you're sitting at the bar, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know how much of a difference that really is. Mm-hmm. With a pandemic going on, but right, it was right. just a, it was a crazy time, and um, come to find out, all the people were there because they were pissed about mm. the governor making that announcement. Mm. And they're like, "We're gonna do what we want to do." Okay. <laughs> and they showed up, and um, I had the crowd the whole time. They were vocal and focused and into, and they just had fun. Grease Monkey is a fun time, no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. But that particular day, there were there was no room. To sit, people are standing in the back, and I don't think it was me necessarily, mm-hmm. but 
you just you I really helped. enjoyed the I guess the atmosphere, the crowded room, and everything. I I like a rowdy crowd. Yeah, if yeah. It's, sometimes in Dallas you get <laughs> you get the posh crowd, and they may or may not pay attention to you. Mm. And afterwards, they're, they're like, you were great. What do you play next? But mm-hmm. they have their back to you the whole time. Oh, so it's, mm-hmm. it's really weird. And then Arlington and Fort Worth, they're all about it the whole time. Because mm. they're just, they're in the moment about a few things at the same time. Yeah. Their friends are there. Oh, I like this song. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great. And they'll get up and dance. And they'll, mm-hmm. they just enjoy the complete moment. So Yeah. Yeah, those are always fun. I didn't realize, well, I guess I've seen it sometimes where, like, Dallas... They do kind of just, depending on, I guess, the venue, too, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere, it's, it's dependent on the venue, but, yeah, I would say, um, the shows that I've been to, yeah, most of the time, people are, do like to get up and dance, but I think things have changed a little bit since COVID, too, That's people true. just aren't as comfortable, I guess, as they used to be, mm-hmm. but hopefully that changes soon. So, I know you mentioned Grease Monkey, um, are there any other, um, what's another venue that you, you really enjoy performing at in Arlington? Gotcha. I'm at Cartel Taco sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like it there. I think the crowd is a uh, hit or miss there sometimes, only because of maybe the way the room's set up, or I, I think there it depends on the on the uh, the time of the month. So if you're there mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month or in the middle, mm-hmm. people just got paid. They're ready mm-hmm. to go and spend money mm-hmm. and. Um, but one good thing about Cartel, though, is uh, the randomness of people who show up. Mm-hmm. So there have been people that showed up, and I'm like, hey, did y'all know I was playing? They're like, no, we had no <laughs> idea. And I hadn't seen them in four or five years. Mm-hmm. The people I grew up with, like, mm-hmm. come here. And they're like, yeah, man, you like the margaritas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there's random people that come. Uh, there's a, actually a, a lady who works for the school district in Waco. Okay. And... She works in Waco all week, and then she has a house in Dallas, and her and her husband um, are in Dallas on the weekend. So they come to Cartel sometimes and just see me play. Like, okay, nice yes. to meet you. And then later this month, she's like, hey, my daughter's pregnant, and we're doing a gender reveal. Come to San Antonio and play for us. I'm oh, like, my gosh. I'm like, uh, I said, you know, it's going to cost more because I'm mm-hmm. traveling. And I gave her the numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's not going to pay me. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And I was like, oh. my oh. goodness. Nice. I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. When was that? This will be uh, May 28th. This will be the end of the month. Oh, so it's coming up. It just That, that, that just oh, happened. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. really awesome. That's so, really cool. And I will say this. Maybe, never mind. You're, you're probably, you have a question that says like, hey, what's next? What is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. We'll wait. I got a surprise for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait for that. Okay, so let's let's move on and talk about um, your inspirations. So, who or what are some of your biggest inspirations for your art? Hmm. So, I am a big Michael Jackson fan, and so you ever go through a period where you're like I'm listening to this genre, and you just dive into it. I'm listening to '80s hair metal. Bam! You listen to it. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like uh, phases? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you dive deep into it. So I've had a bunch of different phases, and, and it's kind of circular where I, I kind of go back around. Like, you mm. know what? I miss Simply Red. I'm going to listen to him a whole bunch. And so one uh, one mainstay I've never gotten tired of is Michael Jackson's songs. Mm. 
And so for that one, I don't really have a phase because I'll just hear a song. But, oh, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy uh, his passion for what he did. And um, he's a really big perfectionist. And he practiced a lot. And he liked things to be pristine. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily idolize him. I think that's uh, that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, he's my idol. That, mm-hmm. mean, that means you worship him. And you'll, if he can, you say, hey, let's jump off this cliff right now. You do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I say I'm a fan and I'm inspired by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm inspired by different music for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So I like Chris Cornell. Because he, he can really do both, but he just dove into grunge. And then people didn't even know he had a soulful voice until way later. It was like, oh, my God. And they go back and listen. Chris Cornell was lead singer of Soundgarden. He was mm-hmm. lead singer of Audio Slave. And um, they're like, grunge. He kind of put mm-hmm. in that box. Oh, a okay. lot of screaming and stuff. Gotcha. And then when he did Audio Slave and did stuff on his own, he started doing these soulful covers of different. They're like, wait, he does have a voice for for all of it. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and listen to Soundgarden differently because of the stuff he did when he, when he was older. Mm-hmm. So, I just love music all around. Yeah. So that's why my original stuff has different influences. Okay. Um, I'm bombarded by ideas every day. Mm-hmm. Even in my sleep. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your creative uh, process. Um, okay. Like, do you feel more creative in the morning or the evening? At night, most definitely. I'm trying to be a morning person because the times I have buckled down and started early, I feel like I got more done than getting started at 8 p.m. and then, man, it's 3 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's late. And then you go to bed at right. 4. Mm-hmm. You get up at 12 mm-hmm. and you're just behind. Yeah. Um, you're, you don't work the next day, but you still feel... <laughs> Man, I got started late. Yeah. But the, the rare times I've gotten up at nine and just like, I'm going to record today. I'm going to buckle down and, and write or practice or whatever. By six, you're done. You're kind of done. You're like, wow. I have the rest of the night to watch movies right, or just exactly. like chill out. Exactly. So, um, so I try my best to formulate, at least formulate ideas mm-hmm. during the day. Mm-hmm. I use my phone. When I have a song idea, I don't wait anymore. I'm like, hey, I gotta go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. I go to the bathroom and I'll put on my sound, rec- my audio recorder on my phone, and I'll hum or beatbox or whatever that mm-hmm. idea. And sometimes I come back to it. I'm like, I did that. That was an idea. I did. Nice. And so, um, life in general, like I said, I'm bombarded by ideas all the time. The, mm-hmm. uh, the song, the best day ever. I heard that beat in a dream. Oh wow. And um, I woke up, well, a voice in a dream. I said, hey, this song doesn't exist. I don't know mm-hmm. what song this is. Mm-hmm. And the voice was like, yeah, this song doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I woke up, I was like, oh, crap. I got to make it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so um, I can hear another artist do something, and automatically in my head, I'm like, ooh, I got not. They gave me a song idea. Oh, and it'd be, diff- it'd be completely different what they did. Yeah. But it just, uh, I think my life is described as like songs and movie quotes and TV show quotes. I hear somebody say something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was on Fresh Prince. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, 
it's like an inside joke to mm. myself. I'm like, <laughs> if I explain it, it's not going to be funny. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to be interesting. But that's, if that makes sense, that's yeah. where my song ideas come from. Somebody can clean a glass the wrong way, and I'm like, oh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're always just kind of, your creative brain is just always on. How would you describe your, your music style? Best way I can describe it is soul, rock, and pop. Hmm, okay. With some funk in there. Yeah, that's a good blend. Because, um, almost, so for example, um, Sing Your Song is the first thing I put out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's like a shuffling pop thing. And then the chorus is distorted guitar. And then when the, the, the distorted guitar is over, it goes back to clean guitar, and then I hit a high note mm-hmm. for the end of the chorus. And so it ends up being this folky pop rock thing. That's it. You can hear it's a happy song. So it's like, okay, cool. And then Let's Talk is funk R&B. Like, not even, really not that close to sing your song, mm-hmm. but... So you like to dive into um, all sorts of different kind of styles. Yes. Somebody told me that the only way it works is because my voice kind of glues it together. Mm-hmm. My singing doesn't necessarily change a whole, whole lot, mm-hmm. but the music behind me does. So mm-hmm. I wrote a country... I thought it was kind of a country song. Mm-hmm. And I sung it for a friend. I was like, hey, what do you think? I'm like, oh... It's you. I was like, did you hear Willie Nelson and all these people I drew from to sing the song, to write the song? They're like, nah, it's just, it sounds like something you would do. I was like, (laughs) I said, okay, I guess that's a good thing. (laughs) So, um, then, of course, The Best Day Ever is kind of this pop dance thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Mine on God came out Friday. Oh, this uh, past Friday? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I haven't checked it out yet. Yes. But I, I love the artwork for it. Yeah, it's yeah. me, Lottie, Chef D, and Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks great. So. I'll have to check that out. The I, I mean, honestly, just even looking at the um, the pho- photography for it, like, I know it's going to be a really good song. I, I didn't realize it had already come out. I thought it was like one of those posts that you made um, to come out, you know, like a pre-post. I did, but... So the mixing and mastering took too long. Oh, okay. This song should have been out weeks ago. Oh, gotcha. And I was just like... <laughs> That's uh, how it is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I got it on a Sunday. I was like, you're, you're releasing this Friday. This Aww. is taking too long. <laughs> so I know we talked about, you know, you're kind of always... Um, your brain's always going as far as finding different um, areas of creativity and different inspiration. Mm-hmm. Can you describe your overall creative process for us? Like when you sit down and you start writing, like how does that all come together? So, I don't understand people who write the words first and then put music to it. Really? I think it's, it's, I think it's very, I think it's, uh, it sounds pretty genius-like because my brain is like, that's an abomination. I don't Mm -hmm. know how they, I don't know how they do that. (laughs) What always happens to me is I'll hear either a beat or a bass line in my head. Okay. That's the first thing that happens. Um, sometimes I hear the whole daggum production in my head too. That it gets wow. scary. it gets scary because you're like, oh man, it's like chimes. Kind of overwhelming. 
Yeah, so I, that's why I don't wait to get my phone out anymore because I'll forget all of it. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'll I'll hum and mouth the guitar parts and I'll talk to myself. Hey, these are this is how the kick drum is. This is how wow. I, I'll, I'll lay it out because there's been times where I've done the audio recording and I halfway do it and I come back and listen to it and I'm like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> this, this sounds like crap. I don't. Oh, I no. know the idea is great, but it's yeah. gone. even listen to the audio. I'm like the idea is gone. <laughs> and so the creative process is I'll, I'll hear the beat, and sometimes I hear the whole production in my head. And so I'll get my phone, and I get my audio recorder. Um, and then. Sorry, Larry. Let me take a quick break. I have something in my eye. Okay. And then we're gonna continue talking about your creative process. We're back, y'all. Sorry about that technical difficulty. I had something in my eye. Had to use the restroom to get it out. So um, we were talking to Larry just now. He was kind of going over his creative process with us. And Larry, I think you were mentioning how, um, like, I guess you kind of see, you hear the entire song all at once. So it's like, it's kind of hard and overwhelming to kind of break it down, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So sometimes... I hear only the chorus. Sometimes mm-hmm. I hear only the verse, or um, very rarely, but it's happened. I hear the bridge mm-hmm. first, but I hear an, an important part of the song, and then I just kind of build on that. Yeah. So, um, so you write the music first, like you do time. the layers first, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, believe it or not, I don't know if this is normal, mm-hmm. but I'll just play. I'll play the music maybe on a loop. Mm-hmm. And the words just kind of drop in. Interesting. It's, it's never really like any song that I've really like dug deep. Like this is what the song's gonna be about. It just never works out. Mm. Um, if I just sit there and just like okay, mm-hmm. start humming and then the words just kind of start dropping in. Mm-hmm. You heard of um, Russ? He's a yes. rapper. Uh-huh. And he said one time he said that sometimes he doesn't even feel like. An artist, he feels like a, a translator or a mm. transporter, where he, the beat kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay, mm. and then the words kind of drop in. It's like, okay, this song's supposed to happen, and I'm just kind of a delivery guy. Mm. And so when he said that, I was like, man, that's pretty much it. <laughs> where it just um, like that re- really resonated with you. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk. I wrote that song in like 10 or 15 minutes. It just oh. all happened. I was wow. like, whoa. And then um, Sing Your Song was the same thing. I wrote it in maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, okay. Best day ever. Took a little longer because mm-hmm. more words. It just happened pretty quick. Um, my own guy was already done. And then uh, when Chef Miles and... Lottie had to come do their parts. Mm-hmm. It was already wow. done. So, and uh, that's the creative process. It, it all just drops on me at once, yeah. and I, I said I have to hear. If I wait too long, yeah, other ideas will bombard me, and then right. that moment will pass, yes. and the beat's not made. Yep. I have to, and so all the the chaos, out of the chaos, I have to get ten fish and be like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, which, which one am I going to keep? Exactly. And, 
which cow am I gonna grow from right. a calf into <laughs> a grown up yep. and produces milk? So yeah, um, I completely understand that. I recently started um, writing it, starting a dream journal, mm-hmm. and like sometimes it's like so overwhelming. I can't write down fast enough to remember right. my dream, and it's like ugh. But like right. I, I, I feel like I remember it, like. Like, I can feel it in my heart, like, I remember it, but, like, I don't mentally remember it, and I can't put it on paper. That's another thing you have to, you might, is it by your bed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have a dream journal as well, and you have to write it down. Yeah. If you go back to sleep, it's gone. Exactly, exactly. If you even wait, like, let me check my phone real quick, it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, with your creative process, um... Like, are there ever times where you feel a block? And what things do you do to overcome that that creative block? A block is, I won't say it won't be like this in the future. But for right now, block is rare. Like I said, I get Mm. get inspiration everywhere. I have over 300 audio files of song ideas. And I'm constantly playing catch up with myself. Oh, wow. And so... When I do get a block, um, there's so many ideas going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. The block usually happens with the lyrics, the writing process. Oh, okay. So if they're not dropping in like I want, or mm-hmm. it's just not flowing like I want, I step away from that particular song. Okay. And I go to a, a different element of a different song. So if I'm working on lyrics mm-hmm. and I'm getting really bad blocks, I'm not gonna go try to write lyrics for another song mm-hmm. I'm gonna say okay this beat's not done for this song mm-hmm. so let me so you work on the beats let me work on a different okay. part of my head okay. and I go work on the beats or um, I say let's bust out all the guitar parts tonight let's mm-hmm. get it over with mm-hmm. and so I'll do that and then when I, when I wake up in the morning or I wait a few days the lyrical part of my head that might be the same side of the brain I'm not a scientist mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> but that lyrical stuff I'll be like okay let's look at it again mm-hmm. Oh wow, three more sentences. Okay, block again. Like okay, yeah. This yep. is meant to be a really awesome song. Yeah. If I get all these blocks. <laughs> it's just gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. So, did you go to school for music? Like, how do you know how to write music? I did not go to school mm. for music. Um, I can't read music. Actually. Oh really? How do you write it? Or I just you just make beats. Like you're just making the. Or how do you? What's your process on that? I don't know how to write music either, so I always wonder. Or read. Well, I'm used to, I guess, but not like not like the pros mm-hmm. in our scene. <laughs> Quincy Jones just writes music like he's writing another language. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm like, oh my God, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I've I've tried to learn to read music like mm-hmm. three or four different times. Mm-hmm. It's just been so... I learned by ear. Oh, okay. And okay, I, know, gotcha. I know my major chords, and then mm-hmm. I'm learning new complicated jazz chords on the mm-hmm. guitar all the time mm-hmm. just cause um also it comes with learning different covers too I'm like ooh what oh, okay. chord is that and I learned like an A7 chord I'm like I didn't know I didn't know you can just take a note out of the, uh, and I make up my own chords too and they, they probably have names hmm. but I say I make them up cause gotcha. they don't sound horrible I'm like okay that's pretty I, cool um I play keyboard when I'm making music, not necessarily on stage live. Mm-hmm. And so I think by ear, and the church plays a part in that too. There's a lot of people who sing and play in the church who can't read music. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's just you've been you love music so much. Mm-hmm. You've been around it so much. I'm singing all day, every day, even at work. I'm li- I can't work without listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably listening and doing different classical modes and scales and all of this, mm-hmm. and I just don't know the name of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so to discover the name of what it is I've been doing, I'm like, okay, that's okay. Another wrinkle in the brain. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. And that's so, cool. um, I. <sighs> People say perfect pitch. I'm not necessarily... I don't necessarily think I have that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the dude's name? Chris Prug? Uh, he's like a internet guy. Mm-hmm. And he can... You can do... He can ring a bell. He knows what notes it's Oh, in. okay. It's gotcha. really crazy. Yeah. I can't do that, but... Yeah. If somebody's singing off-key, I can tell. <laughs> so... Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> it's just by... Just by ear. Yeah. And, um... Also, some of the early piano, some of the piano lessons I have had sporadically, mm-hmm. I've picked up a few things, a few tricks, and so where I know, hey, just going up an octave for this other instrument, it's not gonna make your song have meat mm-hmm. or depth to it just because it's a diff, it's the same note, different octave. Sometimes that works with vocals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that works when you're putting in strings and all this other different stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't. Be, I'll, I'll say lazy. That's as, as simple as I can put it. Mm. You have to be more creative because if you don't, you'll you'll thin out your song, mm. and people will catch on mm. and be like, "Well, these strings are just the guitar on a on a different octave." That's why this song sounds thin. No wonder. So you kind of it's with anything with your photography, like hey, you learn about lighting, you learn about color, mm-hmm. and it puts more depth into your projects into what you're doing right instead of same lens same setting mm. every time mm. same thing with that's music that's a cool comparison yeah I didn't even think about that that's really cool so Larry can you share with us um I guess like a brief overview of a day in your life as a musician and the things that you do to prepare for your shows okay a normal working day or maybe a normal Saturday mm. we'll do okay we'll do both so for example, I, I play Grease Monkey usually on a Friday. Frisco is a Friday in Burleson, which is very recent. It's a Wednesday night, which is interesting. So I do IT for the school district during the day. And um, that morning before work, I already have my equipment in my car. And I have different ways of strategies of packing it to where... If somebody wants to come take my stuff, they don't necessarily know what's in the car. So oh. I, pack it, I pack it very carefully. Nice. Hard lessons I've learned. Mm, mm-hmm. Get my stuff stolen or mm. forgetting things. So oh, yeah. The night before, I, I don't wait till the morning. I, I say, a lot of it's already packed away. And I say, here's my guitar, here's my chords, whatever. I lay it out in the morning. Gotcha. So when I'm walking out and I put it by the door, that's really anything. If I'm going to play softball, if I'm going to work out or do different things, I go ahead and I just put it by the door. Mm. That way when I'm walking out, okay, yeah, let me pick that up. Mm-hmm. And so if it's a normal working day, I pack my stuff, I go to work, I go to, I do the working day and I leave work and go straight to the venue. Mm. Um, I try to get to the venue at least an hour before the show. So if anything crazy happens, equipment malfunctions, mm-hmm. I'm not panicking. Yeah, that's good. Um, Preparation. 
So if it's like a weekend and I don't have work, let's say it's a Saturday night show, um, I sleep in. I don't I don't try to get up early those days. I sleep in 11 or 12. Not too much past 12 because it gets ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, I've probably worked out the night before. Um, I don't eat too heavy the day of a show, so I'll do a shake for breakfast or... Um, do a light lunch because usually the venue feeds you. So mm-hmm. I try not to get mm-hmm. too full because mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna get you burgers or yeah, chicken wings or something. <laughs> but um, uh, I go over the set list hours before the show and just kind of see if there's some songs I haven't played in a while that need retouching, or mm-hmm. if there's some lyrics that I've been I've been skating by, singing them wrong. Mm-hmm. Like let me let me let me go over these again. Whether it's an original song and I look up where I wrote it or. Uh, a cover song. I said, yeah, I've been saying that line wrong this whole time. Mm-hmm. Let me touch it up. Because um, on stage, if I do have an iPad or papers on the ground or, so- or something, it's the song title and the chords to the main verse. And that's it. I don't like to read lyrics off my phone. I hate it. I <laughs> absolutely hate that. If I can't remember the song, I just won't even play yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I don't knock anybody who does that, but I, I just, I can't do that because I want to engage with the audience. Mm-hmm. I want to be looking around. Uh, half the time the set list is guerrilla warfare anyway. I'll play something and be like, oh, they weren't feeling that one. Let me try this country song. Ooh, they like country. <laughs> okay. Let me do this other country rock and roll song. Oh, this is what they like. Okay. I'm going to stick here for a while before I, before I switch back. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's my little thing. I set my clothes out the day mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And I just try to be prepared before. Yeah, that's really cool. The day of the show. That's. Yeah. I forgot a microphone stand once. Oh, no. oh my God. That's why I do it that way. Yeah. Like, I don't ever. Because all the times you were burned. <laughs> I got burned so bad. Yeah. And luckily, I was by Jay Gills and mm-hmm. they used to do music a whole lot. So you, but you they were able don't. to go. I said, here's my driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> I need to borrow this mic stand. They're like, that's weird, but okay. Oh, wow. So I that's ran really the legal cool. draft, yeah. played my show, and I wow. came back. I said, I need my license back. They yeah. said, okay. You made it work. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's actually really cool. That's what I love about, like, you know, Arlington. Just, I feel like everyone's able to, like, kind of spot each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really cool. I love that preparation that you have. Um, it actually is cool to hear that because I feel like I'm still kind of learning how to uh, prepare myself for when I have events after work. Like, I feel like I just, like, rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's never fun because, like you said, you do forget things when you're in a rush. Mm-hmm. So it's good to lay everything out. Cool. Mm-hmm. What um, what words of advice do you have for your, your peers and your fans? I, I have fans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fans, listeners, uh, <laughs> advice for them. Oh, man. I would say that um, when I'm out and about doing these different shows, because uh, I have friends who have ch- children sometimes. I, mm. I tell them about my show. Mm-hmm. They say, is it, kid fr- is it kid friendly? Mm. Mm-hmm. And the songs, selections that I have and the things that I write, mm-hmm. I can honestly say, yes. You can, yeah, it is kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even try... When I do full band shows where there's a cover or whatever, I try to get people on with me mm. who kind of have a, a similar 
thought process or are at least willing to do clean versions of their songs. Oh, okay. at, le- at least willing to work with me. Yeah. Because um, I remember a time when people were like, my mom took me to the Bon Jovi concert. Man, it was awesome. I'll never forget that moment. Well, now you can't be like, yeah, my mom took me to see Nicki Minaj and Megan Stallion. It was amazing. It was like, uh-oh. Why are they taking you to the show? This is... No, that's not appropriate. So, and and they're not knocking them. They've said, hey, this is grown folk music. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot. There's not a whole, whole lot of artists where you can be like, I, I can take my kid to this. I gotcha. Or I can take the whole family to see this. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my only advice to the fans... Mm-hmm. Um, they they won't have to even on my YouTube channel even things I post on my social media. If their kid walks in the room, they're not gonna have to worry about me saying something just outright vulgar mm-hmm. where they gotta cover okay. their ears. Now I'm gonna talk about real issues. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. Um, I'm gonna be my best do my best to be positive or thought provoking. Mm-hmm. But I'm never gonna be like, yeah, this this whole this and that, just <laughs> off the cuff, and we're like, whoa, wait a minute, he's seven, he can't listen to this. Mm. So, um, yeah, my advice is stay tuned. I'm always putting some some something out. I'm always uh, posting to where I'm gonna be in in the I say in the country now. I feel like I'm expanding a little bit. Not I did a show in Oklahoma. That's about as far as I've gone <laughs> with the no, and I played in LA once, mm. and that was years nice. ago. So. Yeah, just stay tuned and uh, be on the lookout. Don't forget about me. <laughs> what um, in your journey? What have you learned about yourself as a person and professional? Hmm, a lot of different things. Um, so I will say, uh, in the music group I was in before, I did mention some things uh, about that particular group. Um, missing time with my family and Mm -hmm. you know not fully being able to be myself I think that's anybody with any type of work situation but one thing I did uh, I'm finding that's a constant that I did learn from them is uh, time management I'm Mm -hmm. still working on it because it's it's just me now Mm -hmm. it's my own stuff I'm not necessarily having to answer to somebody but the person I have to answer to is me Mm -hmm. and the venue Mm -hmm. And the people who booked me, so um, showing up early. When we would travel, now we we had a bigger show, so there was a lot to unpack, a lot of sound equipment. Mm-hmm. So if our show is at seven, we're there at three thirty. Mm-hmm. We're there at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're there three or four hours early. Mm-hmm. And um, I never forgot that. To mm-hmm. where we were, it was on point. Like, no, you you better have your clothes ready because we had a certain uniform we wore. Okay. And you better pack two of them mm. in case one of them gets ripped. Mm. Or because you forgetting your uniform is not an option. Mm-hmm. When you live in Arlington, mm. you're meeting up in Richland Hills mm. to d- drive a diesel truck to Frisco. Mm. If you forgot your suit at home, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Right. There's no way to come back. So you keep you keep an extra suit in the truck. You keep an extra suit in the studio. Mm-hmm. You have one packed ready to go at the house. You have two of them packed ready to go at the house. Mm-hmm. So that's where that preparation comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as negotiating prices and, and things like that, that has been a journey. Mm. But um, still learning uh, the ins and outs. As you expand, you have to learn new. You have to get new tools. You have to get new knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to figure out a way to prepare for these new things that you're going right. to embrace. Mm-hmm. 
And that comes with seeing it. Oh, that yeah. comes Exposure. with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people have told me that. I'm like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a pr- pretty resilient person. There's been times I'm playing out in the sun. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> how am I going to survive this? Mm-hmm. And just the things I've learned from vocal lessons, knowing how to breathe, and. Um, I even pull from sports sometimes with when I'm playing my guitar. I'm like, man, man, my fingers are tired. This mm-hmm. is my third show today. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna do this? Um, you drink a bunch of water the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, you rest your voice. I'm getting to a point where alcohol is starting to not be an option anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to not even drinking anymore because it affects your voice. Mm-hmm. And it's like you want to drink and feel good and sound mediocre. Mm-hmm. Or you just want to drink a lot of water and fruit juice all the time mm-hmm. and sound amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, maybe maybe beer is not worth it. Maybe that vodka cranberry I crave sometimes <laughs> yeah. is not worth me sounding like garbage mm-hmm. on, on stage. So um, I'm finding to be adaptive. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes as humans we don't like change mm-hmm. yeah. and when we see ourselves in an unfavorable light as far as the choices we make it's like okay what are you gonna do mm-hmm. are you gonna change it or are you gonna keep going down that road mm-hmm. where yeah you know it's gonna be harder for you to hit these notes or mm-hmm. harder for you to survive these shows mm-hmm. um and so hope that answers your question what I've learned about myself yeah, yeah. definitely and um like that Michael Jackson stuff, I found that I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Sometimes mm. I don't play well with others, uh, and I don't know if that's a good thing or it's like, like I know humans make mistakes, mm-hmm. um, but the mistakes I hate are ones that are drenched in laziness. People not making an effort. If you make an effort a hundred, hundred percent, hundred miles an hour, mm-hmm. and you just mess it up, I can see that. I'd be like, you know. I know you know this song, but mm-hmm. man, it happens. If I give you like, hey, we're doing this live show, and I give you like, it's a short set, I give you four songs. I'm like, I give you audio files. This happened to me before. Mm-hmm. I give you audio files, I give you chord charts. Some of it's on Spotify. You can just listen to it and learn it. We practice it. And you get up there and you just butcher it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that means you didn't study. Yeah. That means you didn't try. I hate that. I don't mm-hmm. like that, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so not people not putting in the effort like you do. Yes, Pretty not much. to sound cocky, but I mean, to be honest, in Arlington, there's a lot of people who are that way, mm-hmm. and that's that's really nice to know that a lot of Arlington Dallas like, Fort Worth artists. You mean like taking themselves seriously? Oh stuff, yeah. yeah, you can't you can't have Justin King or Lottie or <laughs> Hey man, can you play guitar and they sing you songs you don't study. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's not. They'll never call you again. That's <laughs> not gonna work. So, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, thanks for sharing all of that. I've, I've, I personally learned a little bit with with what you shared as well. How do you, um, you know, like you mentioned, you work IT for a school district. So, mm-hmm. how do you juggle that? You know, work, life, and music. Well, luckily, the type of job I have isn't intrusive. Mm. After I clock out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And so, um, 
there were other times, for example, right after my heart issue, mm-hmm. I worked for T-Mobile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't have a car at the time. Mm-hmm. Got stolen. Oh, it's yeah. in a chop shop somewhere in Mexico. I don't oh, know gosh. where that truck is. Mm-hmm. But I have to get up at 5, 5.30, catch the train out to Dallas, mm-hmm. wow. to Richardson, to mm-hmm. get to work at 7 wow. in the morning. And I'm done at probably 4. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get home, it's 6. And I'm tired, and I do it over and over again. So for that two-year period, there really wasn't any any riding. There wasn't, mm-hmm. there were no shows. Gotcha. Yeah, you were just kind of on the grind. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a blessing to work for the school. I have summers off, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm able to find that balance where that's I'm great. off at three thirty. That's great. Yeah. I can rush to this six o'clock gig, mm-hmm. and and I've also figured out. For example, there are people at work say, hey, this is IT. A lot of what happens is on campus. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. A lot of it's on campus. And so when 3.30 hits, school's out, the teachers are leaving, the students are no longer there. Everything's kind of over. Mm-hmm. Just really, yeah. You, 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 they force us to leave it till the morning. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, luck- there's no like, mm-hmm. I'm going to call you after you get, after you're off. No. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And so, that's my plan is to, uh, I've even thought of real estate and different things where you can kind of set your own hours. And, right, right. Um, and so, I just, I think I've been blessed, honestly, to have a job where like a when, stable. I'm, when I'm gone, they're not going to need me. For yeah, anything, yeah, so. yeah. That's actually very, very lucky. <laughs> and so, that's where the balance is. Um, just like the preparation I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, you just figure out kind of what's important to you. You you figure out what you're going to shut off. Am I going to watch TV tonight? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not watching TV tonight. Mm-hmm. You got emails to send. You got to go to your website. There's, you got some more gigs. You got to post that on your website. Wow. You have to, uh, you got to make a post on Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You have this event coming up. Mm-hmm. That's what's important tonight. Mm-hmm. And we're all we're like night people. We're creative, and so when ten hits, you like I should probably go to bed right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so much more I can do in this next hour and a half, and yeah. that's where it gets tricky. Mm. We like you leave it till tomorrow at work, your regular work. Can you can you leave this piece mm. for your own project, your right, own exactly. dreams? Mm-hmm. Did you do enough today to where if you were to leave this piece till tomorrow, you're not gonna stress about yes, it? Yes, yes. So. so that's great. You have that nice work-life balance where you're not having to really think about work after you leave. No. <laughs> that's awesome. And are there any other hobbies? I know you mentioned a um, little bit of sports. I think we, we talked about it off air. But um, any hobbies that kind of help you unwind, you know, outside of music? Because I know we all kind of need a break from our own creativity. Because, you know, sometimes that can, for me personally, that can drive me nuts if I'm like thinking too hard about like trying to create something mm-hmm. so I need to get away from my own art <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so what kind of um what hobbies help you with that uh I do like to work out mm. that actually I will thanks for bringing that up I will say this I guess I knew it already but I didn't really realize it when I'm at the gym I don't really think about anything else mm. besides lifting and uh well, am I stronger than last time? Oh, wow, I'm stronger than last time. Wow. Now, once I hit, 
once I leave Fitness Connection, I'm going to my car. I'm like, oh, yeah. All that stuff I got to do. Oh. <laughs> so, the, um, working out. Kind of helps get you away from everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was, I've been doing that. I've been an athlete my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so, now I'm doing, like, maintenance lifting to get stronger, but also to kind of stay healthy. I don't want to be, I want to be the 80-year-old guy who... <laughs> Can at least walk his dog yeah. down the street or jog a little bit, ride a bike. Yeah. I don't want to be flipping around. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. But also with working out, there's video games, which I've, I've been kind of cutting down because that, oh, that burns so much time so fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Sports outside, not outside of working out. So I play softball during the spring and the summer. Again, when I'm out in the field playing, I, I'm not, I'm just thinking about eating sunflower seeds and <laughs> being in the field. Um, I love movies. Uh-huh. Oh, especially when I'm watching a movie that I've been anticipating. I don't think about nothing. Mm-hmm. Do not talk during the movie if you're with me. <laughs> I will get mad at you. We would not be able to watch a movie together. Pat hates <laughs> because I, I like talking <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy where it's like, I, I like to hear every little line. Yeah. I don't want to mess up because... I like the little inside jokes. <laughs> right, I like the right. little references. You like what? Yeah, you like looking for those little Easter eggs. And exactly. Like mm-hmm. So, like, well, who's that guy? I was like, I don't know. I'm watching the movie with ah, you. That's how fun it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to it as well. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, those are great. You know, I think everyone needs a hobby away from their art because you know as a working artist like you're that's basically your business mm-hmm. and so sometimes you need to break from your business oh yeah so but speaking of what's what's all next for you what kind of projects do you have coming up that you want to share with our audience so as we mentioned before mine on god mm-hmm. featuring just came out body chef d and miles kennedy mm-hmm. just came out um Friday the 13th wow. of May. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. Um, I haven't even looked at the Spotify streams or nothing mm-hmm. like that. I'll look at it in, in about a week. Mm-hmm. I um, Usually when, when, I will say this, usually when a music artist releases something, I won't say they're sick of the song, but they've heard it so many times, they're like, I just want to see how other people feel about it now. Mm-hmm. So that's out right now. Oh, I... We'll be playing at the Levitt Pavilion. What? Wow. June 19th. That's amazing. That's a great venue. Wow. Yes. It's Father's Day and Juneteenth. And Juneteenth, yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. I'm so happy. Mm -hmm. I'm so happy about it because... I'm looking at that pavilion. Yeah. I, I live over by here, so I pass it. I'm uh, like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know all these people who organize this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, finally somebody called me, and they, all they said was, Larry, it's time. Wow. And I was like, no way. And oh, my like, gosh. They're like, Juneteenth, you want it? I'm like, yeah. I said, what day is that? Sunday. Yeah, I want it. They're like, yep. It's your turn. Wow. I was like, yeah. Congratulations. So everybody check out um, June 19th, Father's Day slash Juneteenth. Larry Liddell is going to be at the freaking Levitt Pavilion. 730, That's baby. Amazing. Yeah, I know. That place is hard to book sometimes. So congratulations. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited. I know people have been there. Mm-hmm. Carlos Ramos has played okay. it three times. Wow. And like, I'm like, man. Uh. 
And he actually he was not that this is relevant, but uh, he he played he was playing there Saturday this past okay. Saturday. Oh, cool! And um, the the people that come out there, they come out there with the lawn chairs, mm-hmm. and they just come ready to listen and they're attentive. Oh, is that what was going on during the West Main Arts Festival? Yes. Okay. That was Carlos. Think, yeah. Okay. Cool. And, uh, he opened up for a, a salsa band and. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I stayed for the whole thing. Oh. It was really nice. Nice. So I am elated. Do people use that? Yeah, I'm... yeah. That's a great word for for how you should be feeling. That's awesome. Whew. Yeah, congratulations, Larry. Yeah. So um, you mentioned your new single that just came out, mm-hmm. and then playing at the Levitt Pavilion. Um, I guess. With that great accomplishment, where do you see yourself in the next five years after playing at the Levitt? I was afraid of that question. Next five years? You know... Or I guess, where do you envision yourself? You believe in prophecies and, like, dreams coming true, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I won't, I won't reveal too much because I don't think it's all supposed to be revealed, you know? It's supposed mm-hmm. to be for you. Mm-hmm. But, um... This lady... I used to go to church with. She recently wrote a book. She's been through a lot of different things. So Mm -hmm. she just dove into Instagram. Shout out to Sakina Moore. (laughs) I know she's going to listen to this this podcast. I'm going to shout her out. I bought her book. She signed Mm -hmm. it. It's a half inspirational, half um, cookbook. Mm -hmm. And all the things she's been through. um, And you've probably seen this with your friends when they just... Boom, doing this, you're like, oh my God, you finally did it. Mm-hmm. Or you're like, oh my God, I'm proud of you. So she yeah. she put a book out and uh, we end up messaging back and forth mm-hmm. just about different stuff. And um, she's like, hey, all I can hear is this voice saying, get ready to go on tour. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how far that'll be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I had already been thinking of that and she kind of confirmed it. Wow. So. Okay. Um, next five years, hopefully I'm, I'm traveling and um, hopefully with the full piece band. If mm-hmm. not, you know uh, that girl, well, they, uh, Tasha Sultana, have you heard of? Mm-mm. She was doing, uh, they were doing, uh, she did foot pedals and like this looping thing. She's mm-hmm. by herself. Mm-hmm. She got huge on Instagram. She just started touring. It's like what Ed Sheeran did. He didn't have a band at first. Mm-hmm. And it was just doing the loop stuff. And then one day, I, I don't know if she got signed or people just kept messaging her. She's like, okay, this is my last show as a solo whatever. And then she has a full band now. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that something like that will happen. Yeah. And that way I, uh, I don't feel trapped behind the guitar. I know that's the it's not a great way to put it, but... You want to kind of focus more on your vocals? And... Well, Prince did all of it. He was behind the piano, <laughs> he was on the guitar, he, he was dancing, uh-huh. he was doing choreography, and, and every time... That's another inspiration. Uh-huh. Every time I see it, I'm like, man, that's what I want to do, oh, man. Mm-hmm. So next five years, just traveling, and ho- yeah. hopefully um, uh, keeping the mantra the same where it's... It's nothing like meeting a legend. Like, I met Smokey Robinson before. Mm-hmm. Okay. I met these different, like, legendary, famous people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, man, how you doing? 
oh man, good to see you. They don't know me from anywhere. Uh-huh. I met Raphael Sadiq once. You know who that is? Mm-mm. He's a singer in Tony, 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 like his 90s group. Okay. And he kind of went away for a while and he came back and he was doing like this 50s soul thing where he's wearing the Buddy Holly glasses and he's wearing the cardigan. And he, it's still him, but it's mm-hmm. just the way he did the guitar, the way he did the organ and all that it set up, it sounded like it was a throwback to the fifties. Mm, okay, wow. And um, Lenny Kravitz had a had a show, was Verizon, but you know they've changed it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Raphael Sadiq opened for him. And I went to the bathroom, and on my way back, I guess I went the wrong way. I don't know, but um, Raphael Sadiq is looking through the curtain, peeking, like looking at Lenny Kravitz set. And I was like, Oh my God, oh, there yeah. he is! And I was like, Hey, Ralph, what's oh, up? My he's, gosh. Like, he's like, He's like. Going. I mean, this guy's been in the industry for like 30 years. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, I appreciate what you're doing. He's like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm glad you listened. I'm like, he could have easily. I'm like, hey, get away from me. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Don't touch me. Yeah. And when I was, um, when I see people like that, they, they're, they're, like they, they're they, humble. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I hope, I hope I stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if Quincy Jones can shake strangers hands and, and talk to you like you are somebody who doesn't know you then who are we to get an ego and mm-hmm. where's my bottle of water don't touch me right. <laughs> like I don't ever want to be that way yeah cause I I, didn't, I wasn't raised that way I didn't mm-hmm. grow up that way everything I, I, I have I've had to grind for it mm-hmm. like nothing was given to me yeah and so with that in mind, you want to you want to treat the janitor like you treat the CEO. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be so far gone where I can't talk to somebody like mm-hmm. like they're normal. I have yeah. to talk down to them. I don't ever want to feel that way. Yeah. But that's, so that's why I see myself. Okay, yeah. In five years, getting I'm around and for being you. humble. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so important to stay humble because you know with success, things can fame. Um, just for anybody, it can kind of get in your head sometimes but um i have a mentor Mm. who told me his name is thomas so shout Mm -hmm. out thomas who said to me um like you know in arlington you might be and he lives in arlington but he's worked he's a photographer and uh, amongst other things but he's shot for like gq magazine and what's what's his last name Massacoy. Okay. Um, and I know who you're talking uh, about. Yeah. yeah, Thomas is awesome. Yeah, and so he told me like, you know, in Arlington, you know, you you may have a really good following, but when if you go to the next city, you're nobody. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, yeah, like people can get real, real big headed when they're the best in their city, or you know, they're one of the top in their city. But then when you go somewhere else, like at at that point, you're at the bottom now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I learned that also in the the gaming community, which is kind of random, but I used to go to tournaments and like a lot of like gamers um, and a lot of gamer friends, but like they'd be good, you know, in in our local scene, but like going to like a Houston tournament or something, it's like other people have hands too. (laughs) Man, not to get off topic, but remember they did the Kamehameha Con? Uh Uh-huh. The the first one they did was two or three years ago and uh, I like games. I wouldn't say I'm a gamer where I'm going to go make money. But I got really good at DBC Fighter, and I'm just smashing people. It feels real good. And I get to that tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I held my own. I still went 0-2, but it was some guys there. That was their life. That's yeah, what they did. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. 
There's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother thing. <laughs>、um, so, yeah, you talked about you know, your, your vision kind of for the next five years. What's your,、um, I guess that, that's kind of your ultimate goal, right? Is to、um, be like a, a prince in a way, you know, as far as doing everything? Or do you want to kind of focus more on one thing? I think as, as you go along, you're going to end up. Dabbling in, in different aspects mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the art. So, I mean, for example, and I know I'm going way back in the day, but、um, New Edition.、Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, they went through their ups and downs, their financial woes or whatever,、mm-hmm. and then they finally started making money.、Mm-hmm. They finally started really, really making money. And then, you know, when, with the arts, it can be up and down. It's very rare that you can be Metallica or, or <laughs> you know, Death Lever to Journey, you can go Beyonce can、mm-hmm. just go away for two years、mm-hmm. and come back and be like, Hey, I'm on tour again.、Right. Sold out. you know.、Mm-hmm. That's, that's the ultimate dream for anybody,、okay. maybe, but it's rare that you do that.、So. But is that your, your ultimate goal, kind of?、Mm. To get to that level? Yes, but also、um, to help people too. I don't want to just get rich and buy boats and buy houses.、Mm-hmm. And, um, I always thought of. You know, we had 2020 a lot of、uh, injustices and, and social、mm-hmm. work was going on.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, people talked about donating to different politicians and、mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter and whoever.、Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can think about was I'm not donating to any of them, I'm donating to the Boys and Girls Club、mm-hmm. that's by my parents' house.、Mm-hmm. And I'm And I'm, going, I'm not even going to the district, whatever person. I'm going to the building. And I'm be like, hey, who takes donations here?、Mm-hmm. Because even at, at certain regional levels, you can donate and they're like, oh, thank you for this thousand dollars. I'm going to spread it out to all. And you're like, no, I wanted you to give it to this, this place.、Mm-hmm. And they're like, sure. And they do what they want to do with it.、Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that'd be the dream to sell out <laughs> Ameri-、uh, you know, American Airlines. But、mm-hmm. what am I doing with that, though?、Mm-hmm. And、that's another thing that changed with、um, my health stuff happening.、Mm-hmm. It's like, hey man, it's fun. And then the health thing happens. Like, okay,、uh, okay. What you were doing as far as music wasn't necessarily bad, but who are you helping? Are you helping、mm-hmm. yourself?、Um, even with the sports stuff, on my way out, I was teaching younger guys different tips and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's really what we're, we should be doing. Yeah, maybe we inspire some people with our talents. and... You know, that's nice. But then on the back end, what, who are we helping? What are we doing?、Mm-hmm. And so, my dream is, is to, yeah, be a formidable force、nice. in music, but also be、uh, a Kevin Hart, a Snoop, <laughs> a Snoop Dogg, a, a LL Cool J, where, you know, Snoop Dogg's like one of the biggest rappers of all time.、Mm-hmm. But. He has charity work with special needs kids. He has his own little league football league、mm-hmm. where he, he gets donors together and, he, he, and he, he's not just doing the Pee Wee League, he's helping these families、mm-hmm. within the league. He's helping them get fed,、mm-hmm. he's helping them find jobs.、Mm-hmm. And so,、um, with the new edition, I brought a new edition, I went a whole different way.、Um, one of the guys, when things didn't really work with music, he said, Well, I'm gonna be a real estate agent. And、uh, to this day, he's doing,、um, Vanilla Ice did the same thing. Marlon Jackson did the same thing. When Michael Jackson's like, I'm going on my own now. Bye. 
And all the brothers like, what the heck was that? What do you mean it's over? <laughs> no. And Marlon was like, it was good while it lasted. I'm going to sell houses. Mm-hmm. Or just being an entrepreneur. And I know people selling weed and stuff like that. I don't think I want to do canvas. But just something outside of uh, acting in movies. Just kind of spread myself out to where I can meet different people and, and help different people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. So. And very, um, very, what word? For, gosh, I can't even think of the word I'm trying to say. Expensive. Very, um, no, not expensive, but very, um, that's great of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another word I was trying to say, but, um, gosh, I can't, I can't, I lost that, that word. But, um, that's very noble. There we go. That's very go. noble of you. What, um, what things have you been working on to kind of, um, uh, push yourself towards these goals like have, have you been doing anything currently that's going towards that that mm. dream making good choices mm-hmm. um, especially financially mm-hmm. I think when especially if you're a college graduate or you you were in college more than a year mm-hmm. um, or you or you live you end up living out on your own at a young age you've made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. financially mm-hmm. Um, your powers probably have gotten cut off before. You mm-hmm. forgot different responsibilities where you're like, why is the internet off? Oh, wow, I didn't pay it. Mm-hmm. Um, now they got automatic mm-hmm. withdrawal now, but the, if, if if you're still alive after 20, you've made some, some grown-up mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so, now that I'm older, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to um save money where I can if I spend it it's it's something towards the business or mm-hmm. it's something towards that goal mm-hmm. whether it be equipment for right, music right. or if I'm buying new softball glove or softball mm-hmm. bat it's like well that's a part of my workout regimen mm-hmm. so that's that's where that's going mm-hmm. um, just did business taxes for Larry Liddell Music for the mm-hmm. first time this year that was eye opening mm-hmm. and um a little nerve-wracking at first because it's, you know, man, it's extra work. I got to do mm-hmm. my taxes. And then once you j- dive in, you're like, oh, this is a whole new world mm-hmm. of responsibility, mm-hmm. of um, getting back refunds you mm-hmm. did yeah, the keeping. right way mm-hmm. that you didn't know you could get back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just knowing this this information opens up other financial no- knowledge with 401ks, mm-hmm. 301bs. Mm-hmm. Roth IRAs, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, mm-hmm. wait a minute, hold on. You and you're preparing yourself to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be as big as you want, that's in photography, graphic design, media. It's I feel like at some point you you're gonna need a team, mm-hmm. you're gonna need some yep. help, and you have to do things legally the right way if you're gonna mm-hmm. hire folks. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of preparation, um, learning more about the music business, how mm-hmm. to take hold of the proper royalties you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Anybody I've done collaborations with, they're getting a percentage of the song, mm-hmm. and there's a fee that they require mm-hmm. to be featured that I offer. I say, hey, I can do this much money and mm-hmm. this this much a part of the song. They wrote a verse. They deserve a piece of the song. Mm-hmm. You don't get somebody to collaborate with you. You pay them that fee, right? And then they don't get nothing on the back end. That mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's never made sense to me. 
also I've been called upon to do different things and you know sometimes you have to do it for free at the beginning but there comes a point where you're like hey I cost $50 right <laughs> mm-hmm. I cost $75 mm-hmm. and um if that person if it's within their budget and they really want to work with you they'll they'll pay it right, right. if it's outside of their budget or they got other stuff going on that that's that's another story, but mm-hmm. if you're like, hey, man, this is what I normally pay people, hey, that's dope. Mm-hmm. You don't want anybody to work with you and leave empty-handed. Right, exactly. Um, Agreed. So, just learning those. Remember at the beginning, I said I, in college I did shows, mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. just messing up, mm-hmm. singing and playing bad in front of my friends, <laughs> having to hear about it later, like, man, what was Aww. that? Oh, man, you know, I'm still learning. Hey, that's brave, man, because... I wouldn't get up there and not know what I was doing. I was like, you know, I'm, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if you're alive, you're constantly learning. And mm-hmm. that's what I think I've been preparing to do wow. for those goals. Yeah. Um, that includes cutting down on drugs and alcohol. People don't want to hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it can put your future in jeopardy mm-hmm. if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And so... Making good choices. Right, right. I'm right there with you. <laughs> That's great advice, actually. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I I think this is the first time you know you and I have dived into more of you. Yes. So I really learned a lot, and I'm sure our, our audience has learned a lot too. And before we close out, there are just a couple more questions I want to ask. Okay. So number one, what is the biggest bit of advice that you would give to your younger self? Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, uh, prioritize. Mm-hmm. I know that that's a, that's such a blanket statement, but <laughs> even the most successful people. You heard of Gary V? I think so. Actually. Gary Vaynerchuk, I believe. He's a entrepreneur. He's a he's just rich, and all he does now is he said, "I don't have courses. I just give advice on Instagram, on my social media, and." He's very, very successful. He's like, man, I wish I would have started sooner. Because time is the only, it's the only currency that everybody gets. So my younger self, I would say, you know, prioritize. It's good to have fun. Mm-hmm. But prioritize um, what your goals are for the future. Mm-hmm. Par- prioritize yeah. who you spend your time with. That is right. a big one because, you know, it's with experience. You have to figure out who is and who is, isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the quicker you see the red flags. It's like, ooh, okay. You kind of bag out. Mm-hmm. Kind of ease out of that situation. Um, my younger self, I would say save money. Mm-hmm. Don't just blow your money so easily. Mm-hmm. Have a nest egg for emergencies. Mm-hmm. If I get a flat tire today, if I need a new rim, I can go get it done. Mm-hmm. If I need a surgery, mm-hmm. I can get it done or figure mm-hmm. out how my benefits get moved around where mm-hmm. I'm not in a bad situation. Right, right. Well, when I was 22, mm-hmm. I was a college graduate. I had a degree. Oh, yeah, man. I'm intelligent. I'm mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Messing up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's anybody. The the younger the younger kids, I tell them, man, I'm thinking about going to college. The college you're going to, does it have the major that you want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, you ain't supposed to go there. Mm-hmm. You need to go somewhere where it has a major and they're providing some type of financial aid for you. Mm-hmm. Whether it has to be 
Ohio State University or Navarro Community College two years and mm-hmm. then you transfer. Mm-hmm. Or Tarleton and Stephenville in the country. Right. May not be where you want to be as far as the city, but they got this program mm-hmm. that is going to get you to the goal you want. Yeah. Or even, man, I want to be an electrician. You don't even have to go to college. Mm-hmm. Try your school six months, you're an electrician. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know everything, but I know how to not blow money on school the wrong way. <laughs> I would say that. Yeah, I got And gotcha. so that's what I would tell my younger self. Mm-hmm. Prioritize. Prioritize that, that, and save. Prioritize and save, yeah. That's great advice for um, everyone out there, not even just when you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. you know, every single person out there. Mm-hmm. Well, Larry, where can we find you on social media? Larry Liddell, L-A-R-R-Y-L-A-D-A-L-E, like it sounds, Liddell, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. It is all the same, Larry Liddell. And if you're, if you're, I'm on Spotify, I'm on all the platforms musically. If you get confused, just Google it. I have contacted Google where they, when you search me, my picture's up there and they post um, my different websites and everything. Oh, so, um, and I, I got those, I captured those names like 10 years ago because mm-hmm. I was going to get crazy. Oh, nice, nice. So, Twitter, I'm on there sometimes, not really. I do have a TikTok. I'm on there occasionally. It's all the same. Larry mm-hmm. Liddell. Okay, so that's very streamlined. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, um, everyone out there, check out Larry's social media, follow his work, support his music. He just dropped his newest single with some local artists. So um, go to Apple Music, Spotify, and make sure to stream that song. LarryLiddell.com. LarryLiddell.com is where it's at. Or that's my that's my website. That's where you can see the full schedule. Oh, full everything. Okay, so yeah, follow his schedule. And thank you so much, you know, Larry, for coming out to speak with me. I know it's kind of late in the evening for for both of us Mm -hmm. and we probably both got work in the morning tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i really do appreciate you taking the time to be on tape this podcast and thank you everyone out there who's tuned in today be sure to like rate and subscribe to tape this on all uh, streaming platforms and stay tuned for our next episode in june with jay maxwell and as Mm -hmm. always yeah As always, everyone, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.